this week on a very special Lords of Grantham podcast. Fourth time's the charm. It's the mixed match challenge. Upstairs socialites randomly paired with downstairs staff, duking it out head to head tournament style. Who's going to win? The Isis, we know that sounds weird, Memorial Cup. Find out this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Somebody gonna get their ass kicked. Somebody gonna get their wheels lit. Somebody gonna get their ass kicked. Somebody gonna get their wheels lit. Beat them up, beat them up. And hello, hello, we're here. You know, only out, you know, out of context do we now realize how the ISIS Memorial Cup sounds. Uh, we are honoring the, the legacy of our our dead puppy friend. Puppy? I, ISIS was old. Dog. Our I, dog friend, <coughs> ISIS the dog. Not the, we're not memorializing the terrorist group ISIS because it's not gone. It is always permutating and very much alive in the world today. Um so, again, we were talking about Downton Abbey, Isis the Doll. Yeah, uh, we are. So, Dave, any updates this week? What's new with you, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, there's not too many updates. Well, I mean, I okay. have some stories, but we have a guest here. I think we should get to the guest first to make this more well, conversational. Okay. Unless you have something you want to say pre-introducing the guest. I'm just excited to have our guest on here. We've been trying to get this guy on here for a while. Well, no, honestly, Dave and I have had conversations like, well, when do we bring our friend on here? Like, we had to, like, we had to like, figure out the right situation, and now we got him. We got him here. Yeah. Our- I mean, not that it was a hard, I don't know if it was a hard get, but this is this actually, we were like, we've been planning this. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Very flattering. It's our, our good friend, old friend, Connor. Hello. Is, uh, is this your first podcast appearance? This is my first podcast appearance. Um, I don't even listen to many podcasts, so oh, this yeah. is very novel for me. This is yeah. a big... Uh, this is a wrestling heavy podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and Connor doesn't like wrestling. <laughs> uh, a podcast, period. Connor doesn't really listen to podcasts. But Connor is, I'd say in our group, the alpha for watching TV. Yeah, I was if, actually thinking that. If too. there is a TV show that you need, you know, has anyone watched this? Does anyone need any, you know, a recommendation? Connor has it. And he was one of the alphas for Down Abbey. He was, he was on board day one. Can you tell us about your experience at Down Abbey, Connor? I'm sure. the alpha. I wasn't on day one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I totally agree with the alpha. You work t- at NBC Sports. He works. <laughs> That's fair. He That's works fair. for a TV uh, network. Yeah. So I think I got into Downton. I believe it was season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard good things. Um, I was a little caught off guard when I heard it was on PBS. I'd never watched anything on PBS. That you didn't watch Sesame Street, and Mr. Rogers? Okay. Uh, as an adult, <laughs> fair, okay. fair enough. Sure. Fair enough. But um, I kept hearing, oh, it's great. Uh, don't worry. It's on PBS. It's You'll love it. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave it a shot. It was only six episodes, I think, that first season. Yep. So fell in love with it. Um, watched it all the way through. I have not seen it since 2015. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little fuzzy. I did a little bit of research last night, actually. And you say 2015 because you're one of the people who'd watch it when it aired in London or in Britain. You, I, think, you, I think I did, too. You did? Yeah. Well... No, really? Maybe I, the last I've been season. I torrented it. Maybe the last season. Actually, yeah, the last season I may have watched it ahead of the U.S. But, uh, yeah, but I, Connor, I, you're very much like, I'm going to watch this now because it's out now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would stream it. Uh, I don't know the, the exact legality of it at the time. <laughs> I, I definitely broke the law to watch it London time. But, you know, they're getting their money now because we're going back and watching Amazon. I don't know about Connor because he hasn't gone back and watched it, but they're getting their money now from us. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I mean, what did, what, did, what did they get from PBS that we could... It's not like ratings. Yeah. I mean, no advertisers. I'm sure Connor, as a, as a good citizen, donated to PBS later. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, but you, you got of, that tote or whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you work you work at NBC Sports. You are a TV man. That's true. That's true. I work for NBC Sports. Uh, I program and schedule um, their channel. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing that for about six years now. So yeah, I guess, awesome. I guess you could say I'm a TV guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know, you're also. Because our listeners can't see you, you're an Irishman. I am an Irishman. Very pasty skin, a little, little, little freckly, red beard. Yes. How how much? Ninety five, ninety. Uh, yeah. So I recently did the um, ancestry test, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, roughly ninety four percent Irish, and the remaining percentage is English. Actually. Wow. So yeah. so so all down. What what, yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts on Tom Branson? Uh, I think he's one of the most interesting characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the Irish socialist. He's kind of the outsider of the group. I think. Yeah. Um, Is there any socialism in your blood, Connor? There's no. <laughs> very, very little. Socialism. Phased out. You're not a Hibernian. No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh boy, so I'm I'm the only revolutionary here. Isn't he, wait? Doesn't your brother have the name like a middle name Kiernan or something like that? Killian. Killian. Okay. Yes. Very very Irish middle names in my family. Because Branson's brother is Kiernan, right? Yeah, what? I think so. Yeah. So. Just trying, trying to do a deep pull of bringing yeah. you into the yeah, fold and, and my being Irish did not um, uh, affect my love of the series at all. Okay, it, it, it's a very British show, and they kind of look down on Irish people. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't say, <laughs> yeah. but no, I, I was able to look past that. Okay, so you you've done some some uh, some homework. You've you've listened to a few of our uh, against your own will. You've listened to a few podcasts. No, no, <laughs> no, I loved it. Okay. So he's listened to some, he knows what the Mixed Match Challenge is. But Dave, can you please explain for our listeners what is the Mixed Match Challenge? Okay, I've explained this every time, but if you're a new listener, mm-hmm. this is what it is. The WWE does this thing, they've done it twice, called the Mixed Match Challenge. Mm-hmm. And it takes a male superstar and pairs them with a female superstar. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get very uh, cohesive teams that function well and that get along and are good and then you sometimes you get teams that are just totally wacky and weird and they go head to head it used to be a traditional tournament style but they they changed it because it was doing so well they didn't want to end it mm-hmm. so we stuck with the more traditional method of a bracket yeah. and SummerSlam is coming up this Sunday mm-hmm. if you're listening so the biggest party of the summer <laughs> is is that what they're calling it that's what they used to call it all right. Okay. So you know, we try to line it up with one of the big four pay per views, right? Yeah. We did. We did November, March, and August. And I'm, July. I'm sure it's on all our listeners' minds right now. You know, <laughs> wrestling. Hey, Trish, Trish Stratus is coming back. Yeah. This is a big deal. I'm sure our listeners are like you're just about to get to the last two episodes of the entire season. Pause. <laughs> we got, we got this to handle. If our listeners are really upset with us because we're taking our time with a movie seven weeks away, I got two words for you. And if you're a wrestling fan, you know what those two words are. Just wait. No, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we put out a poll again to try and uh, get people to uh, submit their own uh, tag team for, for the challenge this time. Not the biggest response uh, that we've gotten in previous times. And I'm thinking there's two reasons. One is, you know, a lot of our fan base have already submitted their, their pairings. You know, they've, they've spoken. Mm-hmm. The second is, I don't think people want this Downton Tabby <laughs> thing, okay? I, I've spoken my, my reservations about this in the past few weeks. I don't care about a Downton Abbey parody with cats. I don't think people want to win a book. Of, have you heard about this, Connor? I have. This was on your Instagram, I believe. <laughs> yes. yes I, did, yeah. I did come across that. Yeah. 
What, what is your thought on Downton Abbey? <laughs> oh, well, I assumed if anybody would like it, you would like it. So the fact, Me? That, well, people that have a Downton Abbey podcast, I would assume. Sure, would I think it's more along with Dave's. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, this is Dave's, a, Dave's, Dave's a cat man. Yes. Dave's also a fan of the Scat Man, the Hat Man, but Dave is a cat man. <laughs> That's true. I'm like the drummer and Kiss. <laughs> sure. I, yeah, it's a cat man. Dave's Dave's a cat man. Well, I always feel like. Regardless, and I'm and I'm saying this to to everyone who who in this hypothetical world where they didn't want to submit because they didn't want a cat book, <laughs> free stuff is free stuff. If I have if I listen to a podcast, I don't want free free stuff. I don't want free you don't stuff. want free stuff. Period. Yeah. But hey, speaking of you, I was uh, procuring <laughs> procuring my me. copy of Downton and Tabby to give to a our winner, mm-hmm. and I said I stumbled across something and I said this is Corey Speed. So I'll throw it, throw it in the, sh- the cart. What, what was it? So this, the winner of this, is not only getting Downton Tabby. Okay. But, but this, this is your right up your alley. Another book, Mouston <laughs> Abbey. Is that a thing? Yes. Hey, funny. Yeah. So it's, as a, uh, it's the same basic premise. As, no, it's, uh, uh, there's a series of Mouston <laughs> Abbey books. So it's Down Abbey parody with mice. Yeah. Well, so Dave's alluding to the fact that I have a mouse problem in my apartment. I live in New York, people. I live in a pre-war building in New York, and there's a lot of mice in there. There's roaches. I, I I've been good at killing the roaches. The mice. I got tired of killing the mice, so I've been humanely killing them. I've had this one mouse problem where this mouse I've caught five times has escaped three times from the trap. You know, I've also released him twice. He also came back, and I'm sure it's the same one because he ran right back in the direction of my apartment. And ten minutes later, I heard him back in there. And you think he moves faster than you? Yes, mice are very fast. And Dave, last week when we were drinking at a party, decided to buy me a mouse house for this thing. So the next time I catch it, I can I can keep this mouse. There's nothing more attractive to women in the city, I'm sure, as being a single man than having a pet mouse. So now, do you think your our listeners would think that you should just humanely kill it? I mean, because you're I, against that. Yeah, I, I don't know what they think. I don't know. The, the thing is, the I came to my apartment on Tuesday, and this massive box is sitting outside my door. This is the biggest house for this po- mouse. I, I, I don't know about this. So anyways, yeah, that's the whole joke there. So, so mouse to Abby as well as yeah. Down and Tabby. I'm also a very clean person, okay? Just let it be known. I just happen to live in an old building <laughs> that lends itself to, to mice. Okay? Sure. Well, before we get into the brackets... Uh, Let's I, keep them waiting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to say something, and I meant to do this last time, but I always yeah. like fill my notebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the High Clear, Gin, High Clear Castle Gin episode, mm-hmm. I posted a picture on my personal Instagram mm-hmm. of you, me, and Adam, and mm-hmm. then the bottle of gin. Yeah. And I got some likes because I used the hashtag High Clear Castle Gin, mm-hmm. and one of them stuck out to me, and I said, "This name rings a bell to me." Yeah. And I don't know who this is. But the name rings a bell, and I'm not going to say who, mm-hmm. but I clicked on the page, and it's all pictures of a, a young man, a young man, maybe around our age. Young Jace. And his, uh, and his family, as well as photos of Highclear. So you're just And they're Highclear cat. He liked my photo. I can, okay. I can creep. Okay. All right. And I saw the, the caption of one of the photos was, I took my drone to work today, and it's an aerial shot of Highclear Castle. So I said... This is one of the dudes that's like a real life. No, he is. He is the butler. He is. The, okay, the, he I didn't want to. I didn't want to say who well, it is. The Carson. <laughs> he is the Carson. Well, but no. It, I, the only reason why I say it's okay because they posted on Hackler Castle this same gentleman, and people were actually commenting like, "Oh, so he succeeded Colin there? Mm-hmm. Like he's actually like they actually know who this guy is." And so I didn't realize who it was who liked your photo. So I tapped on like 
the name of this guy that someone commented on, and I saw he only has two hundred something followers, and one of them is yeah. you, David. This yeah. this man who seems to be enjoying his life, and the, I mean, he liked my photo. I get so it. here's the story continues. I slid into his DMs. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I said, "Are you the the guy? The, the Carson? <laughs> are you Charlie Why don't we just Carson? Call him Carson? Let's call him Carson. <laughs> yeah. Okay." And he said, "Yeah, that's me." And I, and I said, "Thank well, thanks for liking my picture." And he says, "Oh, no problem. I hope you enjoyed the gin." And I said, "Oh, I did." And everyone at High Clear Castle Gin, because everybody mm-hmm. spoke highly of this guy. Yeah, I said everyone talked about how how awesome you were. And he said, "That's great to hear. They're all great guys. I hope someday you can come to High Clear." Well, Dave, are you working on your passport? I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, what? They really just moved you that far <laughs> fast through like the whole like yes. checking background process. Yes. Okay, all we're right. actually casting from the castle right now. That, yeah. That's a big surprise. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't even know. We, we saw we, we saw the little cat sized uh, high clear and the little mouse sized. Yeah, we, we didn't tell you our friend Connor from high school is a uh, Lord living Carnarvon. in London. Yeah, <laughs> Connor Carnarvon. So, anyways, let's get to the ISIS Memorial Cup. Okay. Okay. The winner of the contest and the winner of Downton Tabby and mm-hmm. Mouston Abbey, mm-hmm. as well as several other knickknacks from the Lords of Grantham, is our good friend on Twitter, Chris. Well, so you won't even reveal the, the this public figure of High Clear Castle, but you'll reveal the name of the contest winner. Yeah, we always do. do. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> you don't want to pop our listeners who submitted? Chris, going squatching on the Twitter. He was at Highclear mm-hmm. and used our episode where you went mm-hmm. as a sort of like going on point as to why it was worth going. So, Chris, Flattered. We, hi- we we retweeted a lot of his tweets. I had been sipping some uh, some vodka sodas in Puerto Rico and had a little tweet at message with him. And that was a blast. Mm-hmm. And his pairing, Dr. Clarkson. And Miss Patmore. That's a that's a good one. That's a good workmanlike pairing. Yeah. So that's that. That is on the board. So now let's go down. over the rest of this bracket. Yeah. We have the U Tree Farm side and the London House side of the Isis Memorial Cup. I'll break down the U Tree Farm. Mm-hmm. You can do the London House. Sure. So the first match and the U Tree Farm is Cousin Rose. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Hughes, or actually, I guess I could say Mrs. Carson at this point, versus Cora and Barrow, which I believe was a team in another mixed match challenge. It's good, good team. So you want to break down the first one? Sure. In the uh, so up on the right, on the London House side, we have Lady, uh, we have Violet, uh, the Dowager Countess, mm-hmm. as you may know her, and Mosley. Yep. Okay. Uh, surprised that the Dowager hasn't won this thing yet. Uh, then we have Lord Merton. And Septimus Spratt. <laughs> Connor, do you have any feelings about Septimus Spratt? Spratt, um, he's one of the greatest comedic sources of the show, I would okay. say. Wow, um, all right. Probably unintentional on his part, but um, <laughs> um, also very annoying. But I do like the interplay between him and Danka a yeah, lot. Fair. And speaking of that, the second match on the Utree Farm side is Isabel teaming with Miss Danker. Along or fighting, duking it out with Aunt Rosamond and Daisy. Okay, and let's break down this last one. Yeah, on the London House, uh, on the lower side, we have Lady Mary and Andy. 
<laughs> illiterate Andy, as we like to call him. And then uh, <laughs> that's why we always refer to him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, no harm to people who are literate out there listening to this podcast. Yeah, Floyd <laughs> yeah. Mayweather's a big fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Mary and Andy versus Miss Clarkson. Miss what? Dr. Clarkson. Dr. Clarkson. Oh, my. Oh. This is Chris's team. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Chris's team. Dr. Clarkson and Pat Moore. Yeah. All right. So uh, we have. I have yet to say this. The attributes to victory are three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a weird way to say that. There sure. are three qualifications. <laughs> yeah. Um, individual success. Mm-hmm. How good of a character are you, are you on your own? Yeah. Team compatibility. How good are you going to be together? Mm-hmm. And three, the X factor. Yes. Very, so last, all intangibles, all very hard to quantify. So individual success is pretty simple. How how yeah. good is this character? Are they are they making their moves? Are they mm-hmm. taking L's? This is where our unintentionally we can use our power rankings as a sort of metric. Yep. All right. So let's start with the U Tree Farms, right? Okay. And left. Connor, by the way, if we do not agree, Connor is the tiebreaker. So there's a world where Connor That's will just sit here. quietly for the rest of the <laughs> podcast. I'll I will uh, come in if I'm called upon. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. So, Rose and Hughes versus Cora and Barrow. We haven't seen Rose in a while. No, she's living in New York City. Isn't she in Martha's Vineyard? With, um, but she got a house in with, Martha. Uh, uh, Atticus. 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 Um, so, yeah, she's, you know, she came in like a whirlwind. She uh, she dated. She flirted. She got around. Yeah. Um, she, you know, introduced like a, was it the radio to the house or something like that gramophone well gramophone? technically that was matthews okay she pulled it she out of got the... a, t- of a radio in there it wasn't that oh was that the no the radio i forget regardless yeah. she was a she's a young person so she has she's also cinderella as we may we, you know consider yep she also doesn't know who the beatles are right that we're this is uh now we're just going into rose um was it leslie what's her name in real life Cousin Rose. <laughs> in real life, her just acting career. Um, so her and Hughes. Hughes is a... Well, she's married now. She's Carson. Both of them are married women now. Yeah. Hats off to them. Congrats. Uh, like we saw in the last episode, Hughes has always got her own tricks, though. She knows how to make people do uh, dinner for her. She's a cancer survivor. No, uh, she was not a cancer survivor. Did she have cancer? In no, there was a, she was... She, she potentially had cancer. So potential cancer survivor. Yeah, she dealt with the emotional burden of maybe having cancer. Yeah, but she did not have cancer. Support financially supported her sister that we never saw. Or... Yep, yeah. A nice little nod to the fact that she's penniless, mm-hmm. but yeah, well intended. Yeah, and then we have Cora and Barrow. I think we've been over, but that's a strong team. I think this is a strong team. Strong. <laughs> okay, Dave, break it down. Cora. Is the president El El Presidente of the hospital? She, uh, oh, okay. New, yes. She making moves. Yeah, she effectively shut Violet out from that whole like thing. She's she like, she knocked out the Dowager. Well, she was also kind of elected for the role too. When she just took it, uh, she but she also it. wears the pants in the family. I think she can shout down Robert like no one else. Robert, you are coming to bed. <laughs> you know, she she has that really terse way of just you know. Getting what you want. Yeah, exactly. Barrow, yeah. on the other hand, I feel like he's in a rut right now. The dude's crying a lot. You can't. <laughs> you stop love crying. talking about him crying. Just like I don't know, man. Like, choose your own path. You know, you don't he, have to. He be, did. He did. He chose the wrong path. You got to say he is on the upswing from having the saline scales on his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his butt probably looks better now. I, maybe we'll see it in the remaining two episodes or in the movie. Who knows? That would be very funny. Funny? Wouldn't it be funny if he just says like? 
Baxter, look at my butt. <laughs> Wait, you're saying that's going to be a comedic beat in the movie, not like a... <laughs> yeah, like years removed from the show. He's like, it's all healed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Uh, but Barrow is a manipulator. He is a master manipulator. And you got to say, in uh, he might be... I feel like the pressure of like Carson mm-hmm. weighs down on him, mm-hmm. which could be an X factor going against Hughes because Hughes is indeed a Carson. But but Hughes did so, show sympathy for him this past. That's week. true. Ooh, and, and you know who showed sympathy for Barrow in the past? Bates. And then immediately after, Barrow went and like snitched on Bates and made him look like a fool. Yeah, you bastard. Uh, huh. I, this is a uh, and Cora and Barrow. Good pairing because Cora has put Barrow in his place when he's been in the wrong, but then she's also. Ex- Praised him for being right, so I feel like yeah. she's a good like coach. She's a good right. player coach, right? And and Barrow's very good with the kids too, with uh, as a horse where he clops around having a them. piggyback ride. Give him piggyback rides. Rose does not give piggyback rides as far as I'm aware. Neither does Hughes. I feel like Cora and Barrow run away with this one. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think there's any split decision here. It's Cora and Barrow. Cora and Barrow done. On to the next Connor, round. What, what would you think? 100 percent Cora and Barrow. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Do you, have any, do you have any thoughts on the, the characters of uh, Rose, Hughes, or Cora, or Barrow? Uh, Rose always struck me as the replacement for Sybil. I don't know yeah, if that's a shared that's sentiment. Um, so she was always a little bit weaker for that. Great character, but we'd seen that with Sybil. Just Hughes blonde. is yeah. very reliable, funny, um, but Cora and Barrow just three-dimensional in the way, in a way the, the other two just aren't. And Cora really comes into her own in season five and six. Well, yeah, she's got Mr. Bricker's uh, romance in her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's giving Dave some feelings. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move over to the top right then. Right. The London House. Yeah. So we got Violet and Mosley. Mm-hmm. Merton and Spratt. Oh man, this is this is an interesting Woo! one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Septimus Spratt. <sighs> okay. Well, let's start with the downstairs. Mosley or Spratt, Dave? Where are you feeling? This is really well. Currently, Mosley's on it, riding high. Mosley has just found out he's smart. <laughs> smarter than some scholars. Baffling to me. This guy just did road work for some time and stuff. He, he just laid tar because he couldn't find work. Yeah, after Matthew died, he didn't have a job, so he just <laughs> laid the tar down. But he's actually been a genius this whole time. How dumb can you be to not realize you're a genius? <laughs> I, that's, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, but then again, Spratt, how, we don't know how smart Spratt is. I, I know that there's a pretty big reveal with Spratt coming up in the show. Were they smart? That shows that Spratt has has his wits about him. Okay. But he does get bullied around by Danker. Right, because he's keeping his fugitive nephew in a <laughs> barn next door. This is a real plot line. I don't even remember this, Connor. <laughs> I somehow do not remember that. Yeah. Well, it happened. <laughs> we never see said nephew a fugitive, but it just happened. Um, the, but, bu- the budget was tight. Uh, that's, honestly, I feel like Mosley's got the edge. He's smart. But he's—you can't say he's smart, and his intelligence is why he's a survivor. He's a, a ding dong. He's, he's a, an idiot for like eighty percent of the show. But he's like—he's survived. He's made his way. Whereas Spratt is like fearing for his life if he loses his job with Violet. He doesn't but know that, what he'll do with himself. That fear is motivation for Spratt. Yeah, you just like Spratt. Oh, I Dave, don't. I don't like Spratt. God, you're in your group chat. How many times has Dave sent a picture of Spratt to us? Oh, it's <laughs> incessant. It's never ending. <laughs> it's tapered off. It's tapered yes, off recently, yes. but there's a period there. <laughs> he, has a, he has a good reaction face. Yeah. Well, what's the other gift though from Downton Abbey, Kyle, kind of that you're familiar with? Oh, it's. Um, uh, it won't be long now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. as we've said before, we have yeah. someone validating yeah, yeah. what we said on here. Um, Violet and Lord Merton. 
It's not even a contest. There is a feud there, though. There is a feud because... Merton wants to take her lady away from her. And Merton sided with Violet on the hospital and was one of the people that was slowly converted to Isabel's side. Yes. Yeah, that's and true. I, th- I think Merton is an underrated character, but he's also a pushover. He's a weirdo, honestly. The way I don't he, think he's a weirdo. What about that one time where he was like snooping outside Isabel's house? He was like literally like looking in the window and just like walking around outside. And you like, know who's won the mixed match challenge? A weirdo, Tom Branson. I know he's a pervert, <laughs> as we've gone over in the past. He's snooped in windows too. With yes, that, we know with that we gleeful know. face. <laughs> yeah, join our Downton Abbey Lounge and you'll see that's our cover photo. Is him peering that's through a window? Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I don't. Murray always strikes me as a little bit aloof. I don't know. He just because like he's not aware of how his sons are just jerks in the way they'd approach Isabel when they met her. Mm-hmm. Like how they they would not approve of this. Um, he's a little uh, empty headed. But Violet is like the manipulator. She gets what she wants. Okay. Mm-hmm. She will. You know. She turned down a Russian last year from uh, Kurgan, Lord Kurgan, from uh from taking her away. Um, yeah. But then she's also on the. She's on the rebound from a huge losing streak. Right. She she took a vacation out of France because she lost this entire uh, uh, hospital, hospital battle. The whole season hospital drama. She takes the L and then recovers by buying a dog for Robert. Right. And helping, speaking of Merton, helping Isabel mm-hmm. clear the air with that. Well, no, let's intertangle this. How would Violet operate without Spratt? Because this is the thing. This is, she, that's her, she's employed him. I do feel like it would be difficult. Without Spratt? Because she always kind of dangles this thing of like, I'm going to fire Spratt. Like, I forget when it was, but she says, you're going to have to put your notice in Spratt. And then she tells Isabel, like, I'm just scaring him. But I'm not going to fire him. Yeah, she owns she him. Need, but she needs Spratt. Because she needs okay. a certain type of person. All right. So what's Mosley then to Merton? Nothing. Mosley's <laughs> that's nothing that's like to two, most people. That's two like, like aloof like idiots just like, Ooh. like, they don't even know how to fight each other. They should be like doing like, you know, the the cat scratches at each other probably if they oh, fought. Yeah, it doesn't like cats. I'm just saying, that's that's how those two would fight. I don't know. I don't know. Because Merton does have more power than Violet as we've gone over. Because if Isabel marries him, all of a sudden he, she's above Violet in the stature of mm-hmm. the, the area. I think I know what this is, though. But Dave, you go first. I just think... I think Violet and Mosley have to have this one. I uh, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because okay. <laughs> I, 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 I know you're pushing a little bit for Martin and Sprat, but I, I think Violet's just I, what, too... Why would I be pushing for Martin and Sprat? Because you're a big Sprat fan. I'm not a big Sprat fan. <laughs> you, you love saying the name Septimus. It's a fun word to say out loud. Okay. Connor, where would you lean? Uh, I also would agree with the panel once again. Um, I feel like Mosley had one of the best arcs of the entire series, um, going wow. from the dundering idiot to a school teacher. So <laughs> still dundering, just not <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Violet, need I say more? Like one of the greatest characters on the show mm-hmm. by far. So. Yeah. Are you most, look- I would say the most transcendent character on the show. Oh, I think in pop culture, like she's probably one of the most if, recognizable. If you characters. go on yeah. Amazon and look up Downton Abbey. There's like, what is a weekend throw pillows and what is a weekend mugs? What is a weekend? And as yeah. we, as we've brought, brought up on this podcast, I, I don't know if we've called out specifically, but your father, Connor, had said he would join the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he was so smitten by that what is a weekend line. I think he really became a fan at that moment. Yeah, he said, join me when you do that episode. But that, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the pilot of Downton Abbey. So. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Mr. Ferguson. <laughs> um, another time. Yeah, if we do the whole show again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Back to the U-Tree Farm side. Yes. 
U Tree Farm, as we know so well from where the Drews resided until Edith home wrecked and had to make them move, and Mr. Mason is now residing. Yes. Yeah. It, it, to, to boil it all down, mm-hmm. Isabel and Danker versus Rosamond and Daisy. You got to have, you know, one little lame round in every tournament, huh? Isabel and Danker. Isabel's gotten better over the course of the show. I don't mind her as much as I found her so obnoxious at the beginning of the show with her, you know, righteous nature. Mm-hmm. I found that exhausting. She's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Danker, on the other hand, stinks. I literally or like probably literally because she goes to that seedy bar and I imagine she just carries home an aroma with her. An aroma? <laughs> she drinks. I think she's a drinker. I mean, it's oh yeah, she gets drunk a couple times in the show. Yeah, and we know that she's not important enough to make it to the movie. Right, she's been. Cut. I don't know if you know Connor. I did not know that. Really. There was an article that revealed she's... they filmed the scenes with her and they cut them all out of the movie. Can I also say that the poster just has the characters' names and not the actors' names? That's, yeah, the trailer it? does. Yeah. Trailer. Well, 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 that's why we were talking about Lady Rose. You know, she is Lady Rose and yesterday, and then you know, Lily baby James. driver. <laughs> yeah. Is that her real name? I think it could be Rose Flincher okay. or whatever Atticus's name is. Yeah. So Isabel and Danker. Rosamond and Daisy. Rosamond is an interesting. interesting one. I couldn't think of anyone else from the upstairs that was worthy of Edith. An, did I not put Edith? You're an idiot. Edith is out. You know what? Rosamond's out. Edith and Daisy. How do you? Wow, this is so class, vintage Edith. You're forgetting about Edith again. <laughs> Poor Edith. Yeah, Edith. It's, it's Edith. Rosamond is. I, I was thinking. Did I leave out a name? Brother, come on. How did I leave out Edith? Easy, it's Edith, and that's how you forgot, man. So, I mean, and it's not good. Well, mo- you know why? Because a lot of fans submitted Edith, so it just uh, wasn't in my head. Oh, you don't want to go the way of the fans? No. You don't want to give the fans what they want? Well, Edith and Daisy changes things. Yeah, I mean, Rosamond was just taking an L last week when Robert said to her, oh, shut up, to her, <laughs> shut up. That's what happened last week, and we don't want, we don't want Rosamond to carry that weight. Edith, on the other hand, upswing, just got proposed to. She got her baby back. Uh, no one still knows about the Mary still doesn't know about the baby yet. She's got clues, but she doesn't know if the baby's uh, Marigold is hers. And she's running a newspaper too, Edith. She's got power. And Daisy is learning. Yeah, Daisy did kind of make a fool of herself a bunch of times this season. A stupid fool. Yeah, but she stupid. is sort of rebounded just by sheer luck. That could be her X factor. Luck. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't even the fact that Edith goes in this bracket makes it, it it's a clo, it's a clobbering. What do you mean? Isabel and Danker don't stand a chance. Isabel's about <laughs> to marry Lord Martin, which would make her Are you sure? I don't know. I don't remember. But she could be the apex of this entire like thing if she marries Mar- Martin. Oh yeah, so. cuz you don't remember what and happens with Edith, huh? Honestly, I think <laughs> Daisy has been so annoying and obnoxious this season. I no, I'm not giving her a win. I think Danker she's Danker's got a huge win over Sprat because she knows about his refugee uh, nephew. Refugee, he's just in prison. <laughs> Whatever. Like he's keeping a, him in a cage at the border. He's refugee from the prison. He's escaping. I, I need to go visit my refugee. <laughs> Either way, though, Danker's got that W over him, so she's keeping him in check. Danker's in a place of power and within her little microcosm. She's in France right now, enjoying that with Violet. Okay. Yeah, she got her feet up. And Isabel is being wooed to get married. Edith, she's getting wooed to be married. But she's also got to manage a paper. She has to actually do work now. How's that for life, huh? You got to manage having a kid, a baby. Good luck with that, Edith. So you're saying she doesn't enjoy it? I don't know. I don't know Edith. I don't know her personally. Well, Daisy, 
way annoying with annoying Mr. Mason. She's not in the good favor of the above people, even if Mr. Mason has that farm or whatever. Hopefully she passes her test. We'll see. It, it's Isabel and Tanker. Send them on. No. Connor, we need the third man. Well, at that last minute change to Edith really tipped this over the edge to me. I'm going to have to agree with David <laughs> here. Um, Why Edith? Why? Well, he, she's a core pillar of the story. Um, she's the put-upon sister. She, she is the put-upon sister, and she finally is getting her due after seasons of struggle. Um, do you I, identify with Edith, Connor? I do not identify <laughs> with Edith. Um, How about Daisy? <laughs> I mean, these two are, characters are sad sacks, but <laughs> they're important sad sacks, more so than Danker um, and Isabel, I would say. Well, Danker's a sad sack in her own weird way, but... It's locked in. They're going forward. Whatever. Time for the last round. Mary and Andy. At the London House. At the London House. Mary knows a lot about the London House. She's been around that a time or two. Versus Clarkson and Patmore. Patmore. Okay. Wait, do you hear something? (laughs) Wait, is there a dog coming in? Is Isis back? (laughs) No, that's not a dog. That's the police siren. (laughs) What? Wait, who's the police coming for? They're not here to get... They're coming for Mary and Andy. Wait, is it Sergeant Willis? Is that Sergeant Willis? Is he he here? Sergeant Willis is in the house, baby. Connor, do you remember Sergeant Willis? No. He he (laughs) appeared on over 10 episodes of Town Abbey (laughs) over two seasons. He was the one who would report, like, updates on, like, the Anna... Oh, yes. I can picture his face very clearly now. Yes. Rotund. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's here. <laughs> there was that, the episode a few episodes ago where Branson showed up again, and David and I were more excited that Will- Willis showed up again. <laughs> I was like, why is he keep showing up at the oh, house? Who's he showing up? Who's his Who's his contact? Oh, is he showing up for Patmore? He's, He's like, Oh, yeah, the Patmore? X-Factor. So Patmore's X-Factor is that Willis is there sounding the whole alarm because he wants to have her come home. He's just saying, I'm here to step in. Okay. And yeah, sure. Okay. This is Chris's team. Chris wanted to bring the thunder. <laughs> yeah. And Patmore's got Sergeant Willis there for her. Yeah. Holler. If you hear him. Okay. All right. Let's stack the odds. Patmore easily over Andy. Andy can't read. No. Andy's the <laughs> new hotness. Andy's a rookie. I mean, he is an attractive man. I'll give him that. He is an attractive. Who's he dating from the cast in real life? Is he dating? He's, he's married, dating Edith. In real life. Yeah. Andy. Andy. Good for him. All right. <laughs> I guess I'm on my own on that one. All right. <laughs> I think they're a good match. Yeah, Edith is a very attractive woman, especially in real life. Andy, attractive men, especially in real life. So, kudos okay. to them. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, Andy, he he keeps turning down Thomas as a friend. <laughs> no, but he's accepted him now. Thomas yeah. is teaching him how to read. Not anymore, though. As, as soon as oh, that yeah. teacher t- uh, stepped in, that's true. So Andy, he's learning how to read. He's on the come up. But Patmore, she opened her own Airbnb, her own like uh, cottage B- farm. B and B. Yeah, that will be known for its like breakfasts. Patmore, she's got, she's made her way. Mm-hmm. But on the other, the upstairs section of this, this is a spanking. Ma- Mary obliterates Doctor Clarkson. You think? I think so. Well, let's like tease it out though. Mary is still unmarried. She's going to marry a man who's below her. You think so? Talbot? He's beneath her. You think she's going to marry Talbot? A guy who's risking his life every week with driving cars. But you think he's gonna? she's going to marry him? I don't know. I don't know. She's you a widow. Said, you just said it. She's a widow. She did just overcome, what's their name? Tony Gillingham and uh, the other guy. 
Oh, uh, Gillingham and um, Blake Charles Blake. Blake. Yeah, Charles Blake, the pigman, the pigman. Yeah, uh, but she's a pig woman actually. I don't know. She's a pig woman, man. She's down in the dirt a lot. But what does Clarkson? Have she's also to not offer? a great, great mother, as we've seen. That's true. She's a very absent mother. But then again, Clarkson's so is, a great doctor. So is a uh, former champion Branson. Is not. Clarkson was the deciding factor in whether Sybil lived or died. That's true, and he he delivered Mary's babies. He's seen. Yep, he's seen Mary. <laughs> he has seen Mary. He he's the one man who's seen Mary and survived. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my god! How's that not make yeah, Clarkson we, a shoeing? Yeah, Tony Gilliam <laughs> died off screen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We don't. Yeah, he. Well, I guess he lived, but he went running back to uh, Mabel Lane. Mabel Lane Fox. Oh boy, uh, Clarkson. I don't know, man. And he, he's just a he's a low key MVP. He was there, there through World War One, saving all these people's lives. He's he's, uh, he's going to be he's going to keep his job at the new ha- uh, hospital. He's I mean, good with Barrow. He's very understanding of uh, the situation. Yeah, in the twenties when he has every right to want to like turn him into the cops. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, Andy is such a low rung. I think Clarkson and Pat, uh, Clark, Clarkson and Patmore are such a good even team. I think it's a little top heavy with Mary and Andy there. It's too much. There's not, they're not compatible. Whereas Clarkson and Patmore, I don't know. Maybe they could be compatible. I could see them dating. Well, we're talking compatibility for this this criteria. And the here. X Factor is Sergeant Willis. And what was the information he had to marry that one time? I thought I felt like he had information on her. That she, she was he probably has information on everybody. <laughs> That's true. He's got a file. Willis has got a file on everyone. <laughs> I, honestly, I think Willis is like tipping it over. It's a little unfair. I'm going Clarkson and Patmore. I just feel so. This is the last time we're doing this in this capacity. And we're not sending Lady Mary forward. Well, I get, true. It's the last time that Edith could fa- face Mary, and Edith has already passed through. So, ah, oh, man. Andy is rotten. I feel like Mary and Andy, like you say, what, high and low versus middle and middle. What if Andy learned how to read? So i got to wait a year? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Would that push him over, though, for you? I, maybe. He's kind of he's kind of got his eyes set on then a again, Daisy. Who has character posters for the movie and who doesn't? Oh, true. Well, technically, Patmore does. Clarkson doesn't. Of course Clarkson doesn't. He might not even be in the dang movie. No. Clarkson over Merton for the movie any day of the week. I know our listeners agree on that. You have to yeah, have but Clarkson Merton, in the movie. Merton is in the movie. It's already I know, set. I know. I'd rather have Clarkson in there. That's not Down Abbey if you don't have Clarkson. You can have Lord Merton, but that's not Down Abbey to me. Okay, fine. But so who are you? Which way are you leaning? It's, I think strong compatibility versus no compatibility Clarkson and Patmore travel onward. I think I just changed my mind. It's Mary and Mary and Andy because the, the movie posters. Andy even has a movie poster. Andy had an original movie poster. Yeah, so Connor, Andy's one of the original four. You got to break this, Connor. I think you guys hit the, or Dave put, hit the nail on the head when you said how Clarkson and Patmore even and Mary and Andy completely top heavy. The uh, combined strength of Clarkson and Patmore pushed them over the edge. They get it done. Woo. Yeah. All right. Going forward, Chris. Down so tabby. Edith will not face off with Mary. I was trying to give us that, that juicy matchup, but you know what? All right, semifinals on the Utree Farm side. Cora and Barrow versus Edith and Daisy. I feel like we've seen this before, this matchup. But it is funny because just like in pro wrestling, as characters evolve, matchups that we've seen a thousand times mm-hmm. get interesting again. Yeah. So I think Edith is the logic logical evolution of Cora's like very much like you know independent woman doing her own thing mm-hmm. Edith has the newspaper 
she's she's yep. she's slept with a man before marriage, got pregnant, had the baby, has kept the baby. She also successfully home wrecked. She actually destroyed a marriage. Yeah, and after unsuccessfully home wrecking in season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She finally got it done. She she <laughs> did. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Yeah. Whereas Cora didn't quite get away with Brickers. I don't think she was trying to. She's got the hospital in her, her power, mm-hmm. but it's very localized. Her 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 power. Where I feel like Edith is growing. Global. Yeah. Edith has also survived more. She survived the death of her, Gregson. Gregson. She got Anthony, left at the yeah, altar. Sir Anthony. Cora's survived what? ISIS. She put Robert in his place that one time when she's yeah. like, if you've never been flirted with and I haven't done anything about it, you get in my bed now, you son of a gun. <laughs> you sucker. Uh, well, there was, was there something this season two where she got put in her place, I thought. Cora? I thought there was something. But she she's pulls, the president. She pulls a lot of strings. But Cora did birth Edith. She's got the money. She's the money. She's the purse. Yeah. Who's her brother? Is her X-Factor brother? Oh, you mean Giamatti? Paul Giamatti. That's true. From The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Among other acting credits, yeah, well, so. let, let, let's look at Bar- Barrow and uh, Danker, or Daisy. no, Daisy. Daisy Barrow owns Daisy every day of the week. I think we've had this exact matchup before because I remember saying that Daisy had a crush on Barrow, right. but then Barrow tries to manipulate Daisy, and Daisy flips the script on Barrow. But where are they now? They're, they seem like they went from being very closely tied to being totally disconnected from each other. Yeah, way different paths. I still feel like Barrow has a way of manipulating things to how he wants it. Mm-hmm. I This is a tough one. This would be a good match. This, would be, this is fun to play out. Yeah, this is a 50-50 match. I think Cora is a sleeper, really good. I feel like Edith is an obviously developed character who has gone from being sort of the neglected sister to the most realized modern woman. Mm-hmm. Where I think Lady Ro- or Cousin Rose is supposed to come in and sort of add some spice and be this sort of, this is the modern woman. Edith yeah. does it with, with class, even though she does, you know, bang out of wedlock and have a kid mm-hmm. and hide the kid and destroy a home. She has a path of, of carnage behind her of, of men running away. But at the same time, she is very realized in her success. Yeah. Cora is sort of a DL. She's, you know, we don't really see how important she is to the Abbey until the money is about to go away. And she's like, that's my money. Yeah, I have the money. You don't have the money, Robert. And her mom comes in and she's like, I'm not giving you more. You screwed yeah. up my daughter's fortune. Yeah. You ain't getting any more. Yeah, I'm going Cor- Cora Barra. Uh, Dave's uh, froth- frothing like a dog I am, over here. I need to wipe my mouth. This is tough. Because it's like Barrow does... But Barrow's also kind of a sad sack trying to find himself now. Uh, yeah. Daisy, regardless of the fact that she screwed up, she's taking tests, she's making moves. Edith and Daisy are on a combined upswing. Cora... I think Cora's peaked, and I think Barrow is on the downhill. I don't think Daisy's learned a thing. She's, oh, so, you, so we what thought are, she was getting smarter, then she mouthed off to Cora this year, and then she was like, you go get away. So you're saying we haven't learned anything about book smart who characters who Mason, are dumb? Who gave Mr. Mason his land? Cora. Get out of here, Daisy. Why? And who was kissing Cora's feet? Daisy. Yeah. Edith and Daisy. Connor. <laughs> 
break this tie? Well, I'm going to have to go with Cora and Barrow. Um, Dave, you made a great point that Barrow is on his way down, but in terms of character arc and uh, as a personally interesting character to me, I would say Barrow um, certainly above Daisy, no matter if Daisy on the upswing or not. Did Daisy go to war? No, her husband did, and he got killed. Barrow went to war, got his hand shot, came back. Yes. You can, it's not a noble thing. <laughs> no, I know it's not a noble thing, but he's alive. <laughs> Daisy's alive. I, I just want Barrow to win the ISIS Memorial Cup when he tried to lose ISIS in a shed out in the woods. That's what I want to see. To save ISIS. Well, well, yeah, he ended up saving him, but he also tried to like strand, strand him away or whatever. To save him. Right. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And <laughs> let's go to the semifinals over on the London House side. Violet and Mosley versus Chris's team, Clarkson and Patmore. This is a this is a match. Is it? Is it? It is. It's literally. Explain a match. to me how it's a match. <laughs> Clarkson and Violet head to head. Yeah, Violet's gonna win this every day of the week, dude. She did has... she? Where did where did Clarkson That's side ultimately point. on the on the hospital? He ended up going to where he's attracted, which is Isabel. The dude's attracted to Isabel. What can he do? Can't he can't turn himself down? Do you want to simplify it like that? It's true. Patmore and Mosley, that's not even a contest. Mosley, a genius who was laying tar. Patmore opened her own Airbnb. Great cook, great mentor to Daisy. Mosley has survived so many tribulations on the show that. <laughs> and Sergeant <laughs> Willis? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we hear you, Sergeant Willis, okay? But, but look, I don't know if you remember. Mosley, oh, geez, never mind. I, I was making a good point it. there. Mosley has survived a lot more tribulations than Patmore has gone through, okay? Patmore, look, she almost went blind season one. She got some sunglasses. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm serious, though. Mosley, like, literally got his job at the manor. He wasn't even going to be, a, like, um, a footman. And then he actually worked his way into that job. No, and he didn't. Yes, he, he did. He proved he was, himself. He was above that, and he had to take a pay cut to keep a job. I, whatever. He I, he was about to lose his job. He kept his job. He hung on there, and then he stayed on long enough for everyone else to lose their job. Where he was the only person there. The only. <laughs> come on, man. He was the only person there who was actually like you know doing the job, and he was overwhelmed. And now he finds he's a smart guy. He's on the upswing. Whereas Andy, is it Andy? No, Patmore. Whereas Patmore. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the board. Patmore. She opened her Airbnb. Cool. She's got Sergeant Willis, but she's also trying to control Daisy and stuff. Like, okay, fine. Patmore's. Solid. Mosley, I'm going with a higher ceiling. Mosley has a higher ceiling right now. He could be the teacher. You know how much more money that's going to bring in than Patmore managing an Airbnb and working downstairs? Mosley, it's negligible. I don't think Teachers so. Teachers aren't rich. More well off than Patmore will be. She's going to be juggling this whole like cottage till she dies. Good luck with that. Violet and Clarkson? Clarkson's still just a doctor. Violet has the money. Okay, She may have wow. taken it out. She took a trip to... France. What did Clarkson do after you know um, Sybil died? He had to keep working. You know he doesn't get any downtime. Wow. Violet can do what she wants. Okay. Patmore is way better than Mosley. Mosley's got higher ceiling. Patmore's capped her ceiling now. You think Patmore, who's a maternal figure, Mosley's also got Miss Baxter on the way. Who I'm sorry, Sergeant Willis, Miss Miss Baxter over Sergeant Willis any day of the week. Okay. So I'm just saying they that got a better true. romance. That is true. We don't know what Patmore's romance is like with Willis. We don't see them. We don't see the do- the closed door. Oh, they get the conjugal at the prison or something like that. What? Is he in prison? 
It's just, they don't want to do that. That's like Bates and Anna. No, I know, but Mr. Willis has special access. Sure. Yeah. Baxter is an interesting X Factor that I had not yet thought of. Uh, also, yeah, where's Baxter's music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that Baxter's music? She's been oh, she, brought she, in she's by being Mr. Let out Willis. Of jail. Okay. That's you know what you got. You sold me. Baxter pushes Mosley and Violet through. I, like, I'm surprised that you'd say Clark, Clarkson and Patmore even put up a fight because Violet is she has a wit for everything. She you saw that in the last episode too, where she manipulates. She see she identifies what Lord Merton's daughter-in-law to be is doing with Isabel, and she's like, "Look, we're not going to talk to each other after this, and you're just going to you know have to deal with her being there or not. There just may not be an opportunity that Isabel marries this guy because I see what you're doing. You know, Violet. I'm sorry, man. And we have the finals. So what, what happens? Mr. Willis just drive off. Sergeant Willis just drive off. Patmore and Clarkson to far away. He he just doesn't show up. We don't. They don't have the budget for him in this episode. Where would you have gone, Connor? Oh well, I mean Violet and Mosley. Um, Violet versus Clarkson. There's not a debate there really. So it comes down to <laughs> Mosley and Patmore. You hear that, Dave? <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, I agree with a lot of what Corey said. Patmore was an inter- entertaining character the entire time, but Mosley really came into his own in the final season. So Yeah, and I think this really sets up the rematch that we're... Look, this is meant to be. It's Cora versus Violet round two. This is where we're supposed to be yeah. here, okay? And then we got Barrow versus Mosley. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're both this is fun. interesting. They're both sad sacks, Barrow and Mosley, at the moment right now. What? Mosley yeah, is the opposite of a sad sack. But he is sack. still a sad sack, I think. <laughs> if you just look if you just look at him in a lineup like that's a sad sack right there. It doesn't matter if he's on the best day of the week or anything. Like you just look at Mosley in a lineup. Oh, that guy's he's a loser. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but Barrow's also a the guy who interviews him that kind of calls him out and kind of figures out that he's gay, points out all these sort of social stigmas that Barrow would be like the picture of. Mm-hmm. He's like a guy in his thirties, still working in service, unmarried. It's weird. Who's also working in the service and also unmarried and living with his parents? It's weird. Mosley? Yes. And guess what? He's 20 years older. Wait, Mosley yeah. in his 30s? Why no, no, no. He's uh, 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 no, still working, working in service and unmarried. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, but that is true. So, like, both of them have that. They're overcoming the stigmas about them because personally. Because as much as Barrow's going through, like, looking for a job, Mosley went through that and he couldn't find one at all until he got brought back to down. You're really flipping on Mosley. Hey, I'm just saying, against Barrow? I mean, come on. Barrow's Barrow's arguably the most important, or the most interesting character on the show. Yeah, for sure. Mosley, on the other hand, not very interesting, but he does grow, as we say. I think, yeah, and what's Cora's relationship with Mosley? Non-existent. She, uh, I mean, it's a it's a service relationship. Well, let's look at compatibility. Cora and Barrow, they have a bit of rapport. Yeah, we've already, we've already Violet and Mosley, none, none. Yeah, they're sort of a wild card team. But let's go over Violet and Cora. Violet, it's tough. We're in a tough. Cora, Violet had to go on vacation to calm her nerves after she took an L from Cora, an unintentional L that mm. Cora delivered because Cora is Cora just wants she. Wanted the the river to flow. Yeah, she didn't want to be the president. She was just doing her due diligence visiting this hospital. They sprung it on her. You think Cora peaked, as you said previously? She also just became the president of a hospital, so yeah. she's only. I just... think. I also think Violet has peaked. I don't think Violet has any tricks left up her sleeve. She's pretty old. <laughs> she did turn down Prince Curry. It is. It is right. You know what? I would make an argument that Cora and Barrow are just Violet and Mosley thirty years younger. 
That's not wrong assumption. Yeah. And I think that would be enough to give him the W, honestly. Corin Barrow? Yeah. I got to agree. Isis, watch out. You may be taken back to the shed. I think Cora and Barrow are taking away the Isis Memorial Cup. That's true. I'm, I mean... Sudden realization it's, there. It's the compatibility. Yeah. Violet the X Mosley. Factor... But the thing is, Mosley does have the X Factor of Baxter, who has stuff on Cora, but that's not enough because Cora also owns Baxter. Yeah. So it's ultimate. Where would you go, Connor? Cora and Barrow. I think Barrow does so much heavy lifting here that even if he had been teamed with a weaker... Mm-hmm. teammate he still would have carried it the fact that we have somebody as strong as Cora it's really a no brainer for me well who's oh, your favorite right. character on the show probably Barrow and well, Branson there we go. yeah yeah, yeah. The bees. If, if they were on the a team yeah over. it's so funny to me Dave that you forgot that Edith you forgot about Edith entirely and then you were making a pitch so hard for her to go over Cora and now here we sit with Cora on top you know I'm busy I got a job <laughs> okay we all got <laughs> lives yeah um so that's that's the tournament that really just ended up really quickly. I thought we were... you know the last round when you've already discussed so much, it does sort of end quickly. But I will loop back around. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple Downton related things that I want to discuss before we get out of here sure. with Connor. We have you in the room. I saw on Reddit a really good post. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to remind you about this. And I, I reminded myself. I wrote it down. Um, the user at Maya Neeks M A I A N Y X posted on Reddit, "If you could pick." One cameo from a character who was on the show but is no longer in the principal cast at the end of the show to make an appearance, who would you pick and what would it be? In a movie? In, in a mo- the Downton Abbey movie. Who? And I'll tell you, I, I've responded to this thread with my pick. I think a great cameo, King and Queen are coming to Downton. They need to have a story on it for the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Richard Carlyle shows up. A reminder... <sighs> Of how much Mary has grown because he comes and tries to do his small slithering and slime. Yeah. yeah, I'm Richard Carlyle, and Mary. They, he's would you do me the honor of allowing me access to the manor for the story? And then they just say, "Get out of here!" And then we see he turns his head and he goes, and that's it. <laughs> he just growls. Well, I mean, we got a, there are a ton of characters that are like. Well, on, I think I would go with. Does it have to be a character that was on there? Because here's what I'd go with, a thing they never followed up on. Mm-hmm. The Pamukes. The family of the Pamukes come to investigate finally what happened to their son. They Something just never seemed right about it. And they want to know what happened. Just like that. That would be the, the post credit scene <laughs> leading into Downton Abbey 2, the movie. The Pamukes knock at the door. Yeah. And, yeah. It's the return of the Pamuk. Yeah. I think that. Or, or I, I've always would love to see Sergeant Willis in the movie, obviously. Okay. H- him escorting the king and queen. Perfect. I hope that's how like Sergeant Willis's trajectory of his career has went, where he just becomes like royal guard. Somebody on Reddit posted a very interesting one, which was William, or not William. He's, He's dead. I always say William. William, the other, the uh, Aunt, uh, Jimmy's buddy. We we had this literal discussion of what what, what is his name? O'Brien's nephew. Oh, who, Andy. No, no. Andy. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> we had we had this exact discussion. Richard. No. No. Charles? Or no. no. What was his name? I forget. Andy? No, the, he was a redhead idiot uh-huh. who was aloof. <laughs> we, I think like two episodes ago Alfred? we had this. Alfred. Alfred. Yes. Alfred. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> they, need, they need help on what to cook for the royal family. I hate that guy. And they bring him. I thought that would be an interesting movie cameo. So who, do you have any ideas? I think a showstopper for me would be, surprise, 
ISIS never die. <laughs> At this point, ISIS would be like a, a 20-year-old dog. Well, yeah, I, I think I would stand up in the theater and start clapping if that happened. ISIS's puppies, surprise <laughs> yeah, puppies, yeah, yeah, yeah. show up. No, be like, a, what's the, the movie with Dennis Quaid with the dog's journey? Where, have you seen the trailer for that? Where it's like, like Frequency or something like that. No, there's a, I saw this trailer in the movie theater, and I, I, I was like, this looks like the worst movie, where it's like, I'm a dog. And then when I die, I come back in the body of another dog and continue serving my same master. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like the ISIS dog can is speak. just a T.O. or T.O., whatever. Oh, can they bring in, this is that movie that's coming out, The Art of Racing in the Rain, and Kevin Costner is the sound of a dog. And it just sounds weird to hear those old men just voicing this dog. Just Kevin Costner's Ke- voice. What about Laura Linney? Oh, Lenny was huge. Lenny with Giamatti. Get them two together. Yeah. Eh, that would be fun. They've acted together. Get them Her- in there together. Yeah, Harold is married. Or get... um. G- is Giamatti... Giamatti would be good to have him sort of revel in the king and queen. Oh, yeah. Obviously. I think that was a comment on the Reddit thread. Oh, there's someone I'm just remembering, though, who should come back. But I can't remember exactly their name. Uh, somebody said Gwen again? No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, we, we got our fill of Gwen. Don't need to see Matthew. Like, he's dead. <laughs> let it let it lie. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people were saying uh, dream sequences with Sybil and Matthew. And, nah, I don't, I don't, we don't need him. Yeah. But who was it, would it, be, it would be great to see Rose and Atticus, but we know that's not happening. Yeah. There was someone I was trying to think of. I can't remember that. Atticus was the jazz player. Atticus is Rose's husband. Oh, Jack uh, Ross. Hell yeah, Jack oh, Ross. Okay, Bring yes. him back. That's yes. Um, who is that person? The cousin with the tape. Oh no, the guy who thinks he's one of the Downton Abbey family members. Yeah, the Patrick. Yeah, with the tape. It's not Pete tape. Clark. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like it's like the Invisible Man. He's yeah. The tape Bring him back head. and let's resolve that. Joke. Yeah, with the king and queen around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a crawling. No, we find out the king and queen are related to the Pamuks, and then that oh, triggers the whole yeah, they're Indian mystery. That's the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Turkish. Yeah, yeah. Tur- yeah. All right, and that was one thing. And another, just to sort of get one, one more Downton out of Connor, uh, Baby Red Panda posted this a while ago, and I really enjoyed this thread on Downton. Oh, Baby Abbey. Red Panda. That's the username. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have any unpopular opinions or hot takes on Downton Abbey that you think that other people don't think? And I've said it. I've said it. And it ties directly into who I want in the movie. I think that people always put all the blame on Richard Carlyle as the bad guy in that relationship. But when you look at the timeline, mm-hmm. it's multiple years where Mary was stringing him along. He's not that bad. That's my hot take on Downton. Sure. Do you have any unpopular opinions? Yeah, I don't know if this is unpopular or not. I feel like Edith is always seen as like this angelic, put upon woman, but she has a little bit of a cruel side. Is that? Oh yeah, she, she's oh, okay. That's not, she's a homewrecker. She, sni- she snitches on Mary about Pamuk. To okay, the, yes, to the that's right. News or the whoever that she leaks the story. Mm-hmm. My hot take, maybe <laughs> this is going to sound controversial. Julian Fellows is not as good as a writer as he Ooh. may seem. <laughs> Lord Julian Fellows. Julian, if you're listening, I, I don't agree with that at all. So. I, I, I just, I think he puts too much on himself. I think he's a good writer, and there's a lot of great moments in Down Abbey, and I love the show, and everything's great. But sometimes there's a lot of contrivances in the plot. Mm-hmm. A very soap opera, be, where I feel like the show doesn't get called out for being as much as a soap opera as it really is sometimes. And I, I he, think they give too much credit to it, because like, Lord Julian Fellows, this guy, you know, he's such an amazing writer. And it's like, I think he's a great writer, good writer. Let's just you know reel it in a little bit. He's very he he does things very gleefully, and I yeah. think in that he doesn't always understand what he's going for all the way. If that makes sense, sure. Now, do you ever wish the stakes were a little bit higher, or do you find it just charming that they are so British and so? Oh, we don't have the cutlery for uh, tonight's dinner. I think like, the stakes are high okay. in a lot of instances, mm-hmm. but I think reveling in the stress of everything makes it good. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just right where it should be. I think. 
Yeah. Well. Huh? SummerSlam's coming up. Let's tie this white like we always do. Yeah, go watch SummerSlam, guys. Uh, we've made these recommendations before. We love pro wrestling. Connor doesn't, but Corey and I do. Uh, do you, Corey, mm-hmm. have any wrestling recommendations that you would recommend to somebody who is a Downton fan that has, a, you know, reservations about going into this sport or whatever you want to call it of pro wrestling? So there's been the storyline that's been going on for the past few months with this new belt that's been introduced, the 24-7 belt. Oh, boy. This is a... Okay. And there's been an ongoing feud. This is a belt that could be won at any time of the day, Connor. Uh, on Anywhere you want. On a plane, uh, at a it's, wedding. It's been it, won on a, in the tarmac of an airport. Yeah. Anywhere at any time. And there's always a group of people chasing you because they want this belt. It's inane. It's bizarre. But it's somehow become one of the most entertaining things on Yeah. So there's this one wrestler, R-Truth, who keeps successfully winning it away from... Drake Maverick, the GM a of a British man of uh, the GM of 205 Live. What happened was he was getting married at his wedding, and he had the 24/7 belt. Uh, Drake Maverick and our truth interrupted the wedding and pinned him to win the belt. And now it's been a point of contention that Drake Maverick must win the belt to consummate his marriage. <laughs> and and true story, it was actually this guy's wedding. Yes. Yeah. So the the heavy rumor is that. After the wedding, they went back and shot this. But it is the day of his wedding. Oh, I thought you said the heavy rumor. He did consummate the marriage. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they, they went back down the aisle after coming back up and shot this thing, which is ingenious. And it happened on like a Saturday, and it was on social media like five minutes later. So mm-hmm. it's very good use of uh, social media I don't know technology. how he didn't notice our truth being shirtless but wearing like a blazer at his wedding. But, you know. Yeah, this, this guy who he didn't invite to his <laughs> yeah. wedding. yeah. So anyways, Dave, what, what do you recommend? Um, I'll tie it right back in. If we want to go modern, recently there's been a shakeup of executive power in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about baby mama drama, there's a incredible independent wrestler who has sort of been cut off at the knees in the WWE. Goes by the name of Michael Bennett. Or if you know him oh, in the geez. WWE, Mike Kanellis, because he took his wife's name. He comes out to a big like Huey Lewis, Sammy Hagar power ballad about how great love is but he's just getting told what to do by his wife and this ties into the 24-7 championship because he left a scuttle a whole big pile of people having won the 24-7 championship runs backstage hides in the women's locker room because they don't want the men to sneak in there because the men are you know they'll they'll throw forklifts at each other sure but they won't go into the ladies' locker room because they're all respectful. But Mike Canales did. His wife walked in and said, lay down. I want that belt. And he says, no. And you, you, no. Didn't, know, you didn't mention that his wife is pregnant. His wife is pregnant. And his wife has spent the last several weeks saying that he's not man enough to father a child. <laughs> he's not a man. He uh, Becky Lynch, another uh, very prominent female wrestler, calls herself the man as sort of a play on the fact that she, you know she's, she's the, the person. Yeah. And... Maria Canella said that maybe I'll let Becky get me pregnant because she's the man, not you. And her real husband in real life. Her real husband in real yeah. life. So then she told him, get down. I'm going to pin you. And she pinned him. And, and now she's the first ever pregnant champion in pro wrestling history. This is not why we love wrestling, but this is a thing that is but going on. But it is on. campy. It is it's campy. It's very campy. But, and if you want to go to the side of just technically really fun wrestling... I thought the women's main event at WrestleMania, historic, 
Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. It was an entertaining Even match. Then, Kofi Kingston, yeah, Daniel Bryan was in the story. Have, God knows Downton Abbey is great to black characters. <laughs> Jack Ross, yeah. Where are you? Well, so, that's that's my recommendations for current stuff. Yeah. Connor, uh, Connor, did you enjoy your appearance on this episode? I did. Thank you very much. That was, that was a lot of fun, guys. Very insightful words on Downton Abbey. Um, Wait, Connor, we didn't even say your last name. Can we say do, your do, last name? Do we, do we say our last names that often? I'm Corey McNair. I'm, you never say my name. I always say Dave, and you never say my name. Connor, what? what's your last <laughs> name? Ferguson. <laughs> if you need more proof that he is Irish, that is all the proof you need. Yes, Connor Eamon Ferguson. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Um, social security number is... That blast all, folks. <laughs> well, that'll about, that about does it this week. Uh, two episodes left of Proper Downton Abbey, and I'm just going to drop the bomb right here. We got four winners of the Mixed Match Challenge. Mm-hmm. Before the movie comes out, we're going to have the championship tournament. The real four winning teams. That is Sybil and Bates, Carson and Branson, Robert and Anna. Welcome to the champion's wing, Cora and Barrow. Let's see it's coming it before the movie. All right. And as you know, follow us on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, if you want to send us some money our way. We have episodes that you can download that you can't otherwise access. But otherwise, we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Yep. Bye, Corey. Thanks, Dave. <laughs>